morning, I'm Frank Powers, and this is Lifestyle Tucson, the program where I speak to our neighbors, the people behind the scenes of our amazing organizations, small businesses, and nonprofits. Our friends are informing you how they serve our community, and they are here to give you updates on future projects. Let's make some new friends today. Today I'm joined by Saguaro City Music Theater, who seeks to create a cultural hub that is uniquely Tucsonan by partnering with local artisans and businesses, as well as offering inclusive arts access to the entire community. But that intro is a little dry for what I got going on, and we know that I'm a real silly guy. So gather around, my dear friends, gather near for this interview that'll bring you cheer. The choreographer of Seussical the Musical is here with info to share on when they'll appear. Seussical the Musical, a magical show filled with wonder. Oh, the places you'll go. The cast of characters with rhymes so tight bring that energy, talent, and so much delight. It's Lifestyle Tucson sharing the laughter you hear, so let's make plans that'll bring us all near. The brains behind Seussical is who we will meet. Saguaro City Music Theater's here. Oh, what a treat. So today I'm joined by the Director of Outreach and Education for the Saguaro City Music Theater, as well as the choreographer, Dina DiGiacento. Dina, welcome to Lifestyle Tucson. Thank you, Frank. It's a pleasure to be here. How was that? Fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Because I'm so pumped. Seussical the Musical is coming, huh? It's coming um, the end of June, June 23rd through 25th. Yep. At the Burger Performing Arts Center. Uh, and our shows are all in the afternoon, 11 and 2 o'clock uh, in the afternoon. So it's a great way to beat the heat. I'm obviously very excited. Let me slow down. Let me catch my breath. And let's find out a little bit of what Saguaro City Music Theater is all about. Give us the 101 of what you're doing. So Saguaro City Music Theater, uh, we are a nonprofit musical theater company uh, dedicated to offering tuition-free and inclusive arts education to kids and teens of all abilities as well as producing top-tier professional musical theater productions. Um, and we also have in the works our NEST program, which is a program that's uh, dedicated to help nurture new works, new musicals um, from the ground up uh, in hopes of helping to get them from the page to the stage. I found that. Lastly, when I was doing a lot of my research, I found the NEST and talking about the voyages, I think it was. Voyagers, voyages. Yeah. yes. So I'm excited. We'll talk about a little bit of that in just a moment because I want to talk about the origins. How did you start? Where did it come from? Well, uh, Drew Humphrey, who is the artistic director, and myself, um, we have been doing professional musical theater and our executive director as well, Charlie Ingram. Um, all three of us have sort of been in the performing arts for many, many years. And throughout our careers, things started to transition from performing to doing other things. Um, for Drew and I, we started to do a little bit more directing, choreographing, and teaching. And we were fortunate enough to become involved with Variety, the children's charity of St. Louis, mm. um, where we got a chance to get involved with some inclusive arts uh, programming. Um, similar to what we're doing, we sort of got our inspiration from Variety, where they were bringing kids and teens of all abilities together with professional actors and putting on a big professional show, giving these kids a chance to be in the spotlight and understand what it is to be uh, a part of a real, you know, live professional musical. And it really sort of, uh, Drew and I were very, very moved by being a part of it, and we wanted to be a part of it more. So we sort of got wrangled into uh, creating summer camps for them. And that's been going on for the last five years. And uh, after realizing Drew and I were ready to get out of the big city, the Big Apple, um, we ended up back here in Tucson. This is where Drew grew up and he went to the University of Arizona. 
Um, so that's sort of why we ended up back here. But we felt that uh, we were so passionate about the fact that all kids should have access to learn about musical theater. And not everyone is able to get that access because a lot of schools do not have musical theater programming. And uh, some people cannot afford to pay for classes outside of schools. And uh, sometimes children with disabilities just aren't able to get that um, you know, access to a program where they can learn about theater. So that's sort of what we're all about and why we're doing what we're doing and why we want to offer this to the Tucson community. I do love it. And bringing that uh, love of musical theater again from the Big Apple, from New York. I'm originally from the East Coast. You could tell when you got in here. And that is huge out there. Performing is really huge. It's where Broadway is. And I think the whole idea of like moving to New York, moving to if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, kind of goes to Broadway. That's the mentality. It's not about doing that and becoming an accountant. It's about doing that and trying to become a star. And shining a spotlight on all these kids and making them a star or a star-bellied snitch, either one, is really a huge deal for all of them. And I love that you bring that here to Tucson because that's what we need is more opportunity, more opportunities to express ourselves and to be creative. Uh, let's go back to the nest because, you know what, we were just talking about that where you're saying that that's what that space is for. It's for new and unique opportunities. Does that mean like people that have maybe written an original musical? Is that what it's for? Exactly. Uh, so we had this idea as part of our plan for Soro City Music Theater. And to be honest with you, uh, it wasn't something we really thought we would get to right away. Um, we've only been doing programming for actually less than a year so far. So we're pretty new. Um, but last summer... Uh, a very talented composer reached out to us. Uh, he had been writing this musical for many years and working on it and fine-tuning it. And he said, I have written a space rock opera. And, <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yep, you got us. You got us at space rock opera. Um, and he was looking for theater producers because he has all this experience with writing and he's you know, just an incredible musician, writer. Um, and he wanted to find an opportunity to get this show from his brain onto a stage and so we were very excited that he reached out to us and heard his music. He has a demo that he's cut, and it's phenomenal. Um, his name is Cameron Hood. If yeah. you haven't heard that name before, remember it because he's going to be a superstar. Um, so we've been working on it and sort of uh, helping to develop it. Um, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into taking it from that stage where it's, uh, you know, a concept and this beautiful work of art uh, musically to uh, creating a story to go along with it that we can then show people at some point. And it's in our plans to try and get some sort of a production, a small pr production together to present to the community, hopefully this year. From the page to the stage, as you said before, I love Absolutely. <laughs> I love that idea because, again, giving people the opportunity to be creative. There's nothing like seeing something you've written down come to life, come to life like that, like in a play, like in sketch comedy, like in a movie. Uh, or in a musical like this, especially when you're, again, writing music and the acting and the story. There's so much that encompasses, like, performance and the stage. So you're in charge of choreography, but I'm a little interested in how's the uh, props department doing for Susical? Because I saw a little behind the scenes on Facebook where you're still building these very fantastic, magical-looking props. Because nothing is as unique as Dr. Seuss, and especially the way it looks. Yes, the props are a really fun part of this project. Um our props designer, Rowan Griffith, uh, she's a student at the University of Arizona. She's fantastic. She worked with us on our December production last year of It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play. Um, she's been hard at work kind of creating different uh, Susie props. 
Um, we also have some partners in town that are very generously loaning us some of their supplies that they have. Uh, Christian Youth Theater, for example, um, they did a production of Susicle several years ago, so we're sort of able to, you know, borrow some of their um, props. But Rowan is very excited about creating some brand new uh, original props. I know she's working on some redfish, bluefish yep. props. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the kids, our campers and, and performers, are going to be doing a project that Rowan is heading up to create clovers that are a very important part of the story. Oh, yeah. Um, they're going to be creating their own uh, with little uh, poof ball things. I don't know. There's a word for them. Pom-poms, I guess. Yeah. And wooden dowels and, and paint, and they're going to be able to get creative and create their very own clovers because there's a field of clovers that Horton is desperately searching through this field to find the little speck of dust which is the planet where the Who's live. It's true. So those clovers are pretty important to the story. And yes, our our technical director is still hard at work getting those sets together. And um, there's a lot of work that goes into getting it all put together. But, um, you know, we're sort of in the... That, that stage in the process, the putting it together. Process. I love how everything you're doing there is like a kind of a Venn diagram where you got the camp going on and they're also making props for the play that's about to happen. And it's also taught and done by the head of the thing and the choreographer, but also who's in charge of this. And are any of you guys, any of you adults starring in any of this? Do you have any roles in it? Um, not not the leadership team of Saguaro City okay. Music Theater. However, um, we do have some incredible adult actors um, in the show. So um, we were fortunate to form a partnership with the University of Arizona School of Theater, Film, and Television on this project. Um, and we have four students from the theater school that are going to be playing some of the lead roles in Susicle. Um, we also have uh, three other uh, adults from the community that are going to be playing uh, some of the roles as well. It's important to us that the the kids have uh, sort of like mentors yep. and role models so that they can see uh, that there is a pathway to actually having a career in theater if it's something that you really love um, and you'd like to pursue it. Um, also to sort of help guide them through, for some of them, it will be their first time learning about how to put a show together and learning music from sheet music and learning choreography and how to how to make a show. And so these seven very talented actors are uh, also going to be teaching artists that will help the kids along the way in the process. Excellent. Again, it's not just for kids there. You got some fun adults in Tucson that get an opportunity to cut their teeth at some of this, have some fun. And again, it's not about making it to Broadway. What if you make it to the Gaslight Theater? I'd be proud to be a part of that, too. Absolutely. I was just <laughs> yeah. at the Gaslight the other night. No kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. What uh, What'd you say? Robin Hood. So and did it was I. Amazing. <laughs> I was there on May the 4th. Okay. So for the big finale. Uh, Instead of swords, they use lightsabers, and it was the whole, it was so funny. Oh my gosh, they're they're kind of throwing it back to Space Wars. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> love that with the lightsabers. Yep, and I was like, oh, we got a special one because it was May the Fourth. Oh, so I very love, fun. Yep, I love when our creative adults are out here doing fun. So let's not forget that this is all about Susco the Musical, which is going to be June twenty third, twenty fourth. And 25th at the Edward B. Berger Performing Arts Center. It's at 2 p.m. on Friday and Sunday, as well as 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on Saturday. So make sure you check that out. You get a lot of opportunities to go see it. Tickets go up to 15 bucks. Are they lower than that? Or um, adult they... tickets are $15. Yeah. It's just sort of a one mm-hmm. one price. And kids are free with a paid adult. Amazing. So it's said that there's a young audience's version. That's the version you're doing. Is there an adult version of Susical? I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so you're not the first person who's asked that question. Yeah. Um, so the original production of Susical that was on Broadway many years ago um, was sort of a full length, you know, two plus hours uh, version of the show. And the writers and creators of that uh, production got together and um, 
they created this sort of condensed version of Susicle that's meant to be enjoyed by children and their families. So it's all the same fun stories and songs. Um, there may have been, you know, a few songs that they edited out mm-hmm. um, for content, but uh, it's sort of all just condensed into this package that's really uh perfect for young children. It's a little over an hour, so it's not that full length, two hours and, you know, longer than two hours, sometimes a little bit too long for a young child to sit through. So it's kind of the perfect amount of time. Um, I also have to say that even though it's a theater for young audiences version of the show, I saw this show for the first time probably about five or six years ago. It was also the theater for young audiences version. And I'll tell you, I I loved it. I was so moved. The message of this show is... Uh, so beautiful. Um, it's, you know, about this elephant, Horton, who is really, um, he's there to fight for the rights of those who cannot speak for themselves. The little guy. The, the little guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. The least represented among us. And, and you know, also in the face of his own adversity, because they're all sort of, um, you know, they're criticizing him and telling him that he's lost his mind and he doesn't mind. He's like, I got to do what's right and I got to fight for these people. And so, you know, it was very moving. And I remember leaving the theater with some tears coming out of my eyes and I thought, this is for kids. <laughs> you know, I loved it myself. And so I really think it's for all ages, although it is wonderful to enjoy it, you know, with with children through the eyes of children. Yeah. Kids pick up those messages and it's good to really put them in there because kids are a lot smarter than we think and kids are a lot smarter than I think they think sometimes. I agree. <laughs> yeah. They pick up a lot of the subtext and it's really nice. Nice to get art out there that is giving this message and makes you feel, right? You want to feel. That's the point of seeing a play. That's the point of seeing a musical that you don't quite get as much through the screen. You know, again, movies make us, you know, they'll move us. But I'll tell you, nothing like live stage performance to really feel talent. You can feel talent when someone can really sing. You can feel it. And and that's what I love about seeing stuff live. I've seen a few things at the Burger Theater. So I do love seeing any opportunity I can, especially when it's kids performing, because it's really fun to watch them like really shine and just swallow the fear because they can't hide their fear, but they just push through it. And it's so great to really cheer them on and really just fuel those dreams. You can see it in their eyes. I love I love the look in a kid's eyes when you can tell them you can do it. And not only you can do it, you did it like like that's a celebration. Um, what do you, what do you think what's next, like for 2024 and 2025, as you grow as an organization, I usually save this for, for a little later, but where do you want to grow? So our city uh, has a goal of producing four main stage productions a year. Um, we started small last year being our first year. We produced our one holiday production. Um, this year we have Susicle. Uh, our first Theater for Young Audiences production, which we hope will be uh, an every year summertime sort of thing that people can count on coming to see. Uh, and we also will have a production in October um, as well as in the in the winter. Uh, we hope to expand. So mm-hmm. each year we'd like to add to that, you know, and just kind of increase our footprint throughout the year. Yeah. Uh, we also currently have four programs running in our Educational Academy Studio Arts. Uh, we'd like to keep them going um, and run these four programs uh, throughout the year. And every year we just want to keep getting better, uh, being able to serve more kids and, um, you know, just improving upon our programming, you know, as we get feedback and as we learn as we go. 
Well, let me applaud you for the amount of growth you've done in just a year because you do have a little shop of horrors coming out in October. Let's talk about that for just a second because I'm going to invite you back to really do a bit more of a deep dive when you're doing that and a little bit of Christmas. How excited are you for you for Little Shop of Horrors? We're very excited. And, um, you know, it's kind of a fun show because, you know, it's it was a smash hit on Broadway uh, recently in New York with their off-Broadway opening um, and having lots of great Broadway stars kind of go in. Um, the young theater people in the community are very, very familiar with it and excited about it. But also because it was a movie, there is a whole other group of people who, not necessarily theater people, but they saw the movie and love it. Um, and so we kind of have these, you know, this new audience um, that we're excited to welcome to Saguaro City in the fall. Um, you know, it's just there's a lot of nostalgia. Yep. You know, there's a lot of stuff that people are going to count on seeing. And, you know, we're excited to give it to the community. How are you going to pull off that giant plant? We're working on it. I mean, I'm sorry, you guys are working on that right now. Absolutely. Get the miracle yeah, grow out. It's It's got a life of its own, quite it literally. <laughs> so good. And then at Christmas, mm-hmm. you do a fun thing, and it's a radio play. My favorite thing. Here we are on the radio. All right. So you do a radio play with live Foley sound effects, fun stuff. What is What is Christmas all about? So last year we did It's a Wonderful Life, a live radio play, um, our first ever main stage production. And uh, we were super excited to present the live radio play um, because of, you know, a lot of people were sort of like, what's this Foley uh, element to it? Um, But our audiences absolutely went wild for the Foley art in the show, which is if you're not familiar with Foley, it's, you know, creating sound effects um, with different items and things that aren't necessarily the things that make the sound, you know, whatever you can kind of come up with to create sound effects. And um, it's really its own form of entertainment. So that was our production last year. We're not necessarily going to repeat the radio play this year. Okay. Um, We have not announced uh, production yet for this year, kind of keeping the suspense going. Um, But we are definitely aiming to have another production around the holidays as well and uh, every year moving forward. So So make sure you just keep looking for that. We'll get you back in here to talk about all that stuff when you're ready to unwrap that gift (laughs) for me. I'm not allowed to peek yet. It's not Christmas. So uh, let me just ask you some more personal stuff. Like how long has the company, you've only been around a year? Yeah. So we became uh, an organization in October of 2021. Okay. At that time, we were sort of doing the, you know, uh, getting ready to roll out. Uh, sort of stage as far as, you know, creating our branding and our logos and um, coming up with our uh, mission statement and goals. Mm -hmm. Um, We started our very first program that was offered to the community last July with our Clean Slate audition workshop um, in July and August, uh, which is geared towards getting uh, students ready to try out for their school musicals or community theater, Um, just sort of getting them, giving them all the tools they need to jump in and try out, you know, Kids are interested in becoming involved with theater. Sometimes the audition is the barrier. So we're trying to take away that mystery and just get the kids ready to do that. Um, We had a fall program in our educational department as well called Showtime, um, giving the uh, kids a chance to put together a smaller production. So it wasn't quite as large as Susical will be, but Mm -hmm. it was the same sort of idea with, you know, here's the script, here's the music. We're going to learn all this stuff. We're going to learn some dance steps. And then we're going to put it all together at the end and, you know, families can come and watch. And it was very exciting. And I have to say, um, kind of uh, caught me off guard the excitement that the kids brought in when it was like the night before the show and we had a special rehearsal and they were like, I'm so excited, you know, <laughs> and it's it's absolutely contagious. Um, so we're really excited to see what happens when we get to the burger for this thing. How many um, uh, how many performers are in Susical? Uh, we have 
32 kids and teens and uh, seven adult actors as well. Nice. That's over three dozen talents that you got to go see and support at the Burger Theater on June, what was it, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Lots of opportunities for shows, so make sure you do that. Three of them are at 2 p.m., and there's one special one at 11 a.m. on Saturday. So make sure you do all that. We're going to get all the information also about your website and some socials. Where can people find you online uh, to keep up to date so that they don't miss some of these other programs going on. I do want to ask a little bit more about the programs. Where can people find you on social media and stuff? Um, so social media for Instagram, it's Sag City AZ. Um, for Facebook, we're Saguaro City Music Theater. And uh, website address is saguarocity.org. That's right. Get your number two pencils out. Remember, you got to take notes when you listen to Lifestyle Tucson. I'll have phone numbers and addresses for you as well in the recap. So you can go stop by, know where you're going, and know where you're showing, and know where you want to go play. So that's going to be a really fun thing. I want to ask you more personal stuff because we talked about that you do want growth. If you had a wish, like a, and I mean, think, you know, extravagant, what would a wish be for Soar City Music Theater? Ooh, that's a good question, Frank. I might need a minute to think about that one. Deal. Um, let's see. I think if I had one wish, uh, it would be to um, be able to plan our educational programming free of any, uh, you know, financial barriers. So mm -hmm. the more fundraising we're able to do, the more we're able to offer the kids. Um, right now we're doing fairly well and we have some incredible sponsorships. Um and, you know, we want to just keep growing and growing and being able to serve more kids and being able to um, offer them more programming that sort of fills in the gaps that we're not covering at the moment. So I think, you know, just being able to explode in our educational academy would be my biggest wish, um, as well as uh, getting Voyagers really just on the stage out there for people to see how incredible it is. Heck yeah, that's what you want. Again, it's a wish that I think that we can make come true. All we got to do is support all these great talents here. And that's going to be easy to do because you're making it easy to support you. I have a question, though. I always push volunteering at uh, on the show because a lot of these organizations, 501c3, stuff like that, charity. Can people volunteer for your organization? Absolutely. We always have volunteer opportunities. Um, if you're interested, please reach out to us at uh, saguarocity.org or info at saguarocity.org. You can also call us on the phone, 520-809-5729. Uh, we have lots of different types of volunteer opportunities as well. If you like to work with kids, we could always use help with our programming, um, concessions and ushers and backstage help. All of that is so helpful, especially in the Theater for Young Audiences production where we rely heavily on volunteers. See that? So you got opportunities to go out, have some fun, meet some people, get your kids involved, maybe dip your toe in the water by seeing these shows and volunteering helping. I've always wanted to be an usher. It just sounds authoritative, but you don't got to do much, really. You know, you're just showing people to a good time. <laughs> um, tell me a success story that you know that is personal. One specific thing or maybe two about a kid or someone that you know that Saguaro City has really helped and affected. Okay, I'm going to give you two examples that come to mind right away. Um, last summer when we had our first program, uh, we had a family um, that signed up uh, four of their children uh, that we now have grown to love uh, very much. And uh, one of the students um, sort of came in like, you know, not too interested. It was more like, you know, mom signed me up and I'm here. And we had them fill out this worksheet because we were helping them build a resume to get ready for their auditions. Neat. And one of the questions we asked was like, why do you like musical theater? And the answer was like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we were like, oh, boy, this is going to be interesting, you know. Um, 
Well, this particular actress ended up being in our production of It's a Wonderful Life, yeah. and she wrote a card to uh, us to um, you know, say thank you for the experience. And she said, thank you so much for helping me find my one true thing. Oh. And boy, oh boy. <laughs> I think I, I just, know? my eyes just started water. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, as a kid who once upon a time, you know, I was, I was her, you know, I, I had the chance to experience theater and I'll never forget that moment where my life changed, like mm. the whole, my whole life changed because of musical theater. And it's so powerful and it can do so much for all of us. But, you know, for this particular child, um, you know, I do think that it, it's going to have a big effect on, you know, the, just a whole, you know, outlook. Yeah. Changing lives. I that mean, that's so cool. amazing. That was really fun. Hey, I'm looking around the room. All our eyes just started watering the second you said that. And of course, those moments, they always just creep up on you like you don't expect it. Yeah. You know, you're just, oh. Uh, then there was another student who, um, so we have a lot of children with lots of different, uh, you know, challenges and things, children of all abilities. And uh, kids struggle with, you know, various things. You know, even without a diagnosis, sometimes stage fright is uh, mm -hmm. difficult. Um, to overcome. And we had a student who, uh, oh my gosh, so in our audition workshop, she was so, uh, put so much effort in and really, really tried, but the stage fright was very, very powerful. And I remember she would um, face away from the audience um, during our practices and stuff. And, you know, we always kind of tell the kids, it's okay, whatever you feel you can do is, it's good, it's great, yeah. it's progress. Yeah. The day of our, we had a mock audition, so the families were able to come and um, watch and I saw her sort of make eye contact with our music director. Like, and I could just tell she was like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And she walked up on the stage and she faced the audience and she sang her song with like a confidence that blew my mind. And I just, I felt so proud um, and just incredibly um, in awe of the journey that she took over five weeks. I mean, it was five Saturdays, you know, that she started, you know, with this just, devastating stage fright and she conquered it and uh we were just all kind of blown away yeah that's incredible i i use a joke constantly because i perform a lot and i always do this and it's always it's laughs like i used to have stage fright like and it's like no everyone always laughs because i'm being a maniac it's a muscle i started working out very late in life very late in life probably about eighth grade i wanted to be more of an actor and, and do all that but i got beat up for it you know that back in the 90s and it's new york so oh you want to do that not on our watch. And eventually I said, you know what? No. And I stood up for myself and became the guy that I wanted to start to be in eighth grade. And it really was a big deal for me. I got, I auditioned to be in the Wizard of Oz. I wanted to play an Uncle Henry, which was great. And I did all the sets because I'm an artist. I can draw. But that really opened up this sense of community. And for a kid that had so much, not just stage fright, but like life fright that I had, I think, 78 absences in seventh grade two more absences and I have to legally be held back. I found that out. And then in, in eighth grade, I said, I'm going to go get perfect attendance. Just like I, I'm going to do it. Saying, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I don't want to be shy. I don't want to have stage fright. And over that summer, I got a new haircut. I got contact lenses. I changed some of my look and I changed my outlook and I fought against my own fears because I realized you got to walk toward what scares you. Just like that little girl did on that stage on the day of there's nothing like the confidence you get on the day of and nothing like doing a performance at Saguaro City that's going to prove that to a kid and that kid's going to prove that to themselves for the rest of their lives. So really the work you're doing, the lives you're changing, it's real.
because uh, getting involved in doing this when I was in eighth grade is what made me able to then I hosted a game show night and then I become this thing and then high school and then it just goes and I become one of the most popular kids in the, and I become the class clown and I become the guy that I wanted to grow up to be. And I was able to do it in a very short time between seventh and eighth grade because of performing arts. That's an incredible story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Well, and, thank you, know. you so much for for coming here and talking to me today. I was so excited to talk to you today. You can tell. You can hear it. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because today we made friends with the Director of Outreach and Education of the Saguaro City Music Theater, Dina DiGiacento. And I couldn't have a better time doing it because she's using the art of musical theater to promote diverse artistic opportunities and community involvement. Thank you for joining me today, Dina. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure talking to you, Frank. We'll get you back in here soon. This was Lifestyle Tucson. Bing bong bing, time for a recap. Wasn't that something special, my conversation there with Dina? I enjoyed it, got a little personal there at the end. But you know what, that's what's real. I was the shyest kid on earth and it was uh, performing arts that really helped me come out of my shell fighting against what I was afraid of, what I called life fright and stage fright. And then I started flexing that muscle and I've been working that muscle out my whole life. And now it's my strongest muscle being outgoing and being in public, being an MC, Prince of Promotion, King of Commotion, all that fun stuff. And I love it. Performing arts changed my life, help it change the lives of your kids and all you kids listening, because I know very popular with the youth. Hey, walk toward what scares you. So you can get all that information at Saguaro City Music Theater. They are at 10240 North Valle del Oro Drive, 85737. Their phone number is 520-809-5729. You can find them on Instagram at SAGCityAZ. That's SAGCityAZ. And they're also on Facebook. Just go look, type it in, Saguaro City Music Theater, because that's who we made friends with today. You've been listening to Lifestyle Tucson. For more information about our program or to listen to something you may have missed, go to the Sunday Mornings page on klpx.com, kfma.com, mixfm.com, or espntucson.com. You can also subscribe on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are, Sam I am. You can listen to them while you eat green eggs and ham. I'm your BFF, Frank Powers. Toot, toot, Tucson. I love you the most.